ice stage. Stop. Good day, everybody. Good day. Good day. Welcome. Whether you're waking up in the morning, stretching out, getting yourself ready, having some coffee, breakfast, whatever it is you do to prepare for the day, or you are halfway through your day and you've dealt with some trials, tribulations, um, maybe some victories, some blessings, all in the while trying to get through your midday madness or you're ending your day which will be having dinner with your children your family resting cleaning cleaned up watching some tv um just relaxing from a long day of errands or work however it is however we catch you in whatever part of the day it is that we catch you in you are now tuned in to the blue book Presented to you by Seabrook Ministries and hosted by your boy Blue. Get unified. Guys, guys, guys. Not only is it holy cow hot here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm not sure where it is where you're at, but it is hot here. Something I want to bring to your attention on the Blue Book because it's very, it's very valid. One of the last messages that I gave was frameworking a scripture to fit what you want it to fit okay we must understand that scripture is interpreted differently depending on the situation that you are in okay that's the job of the pastor is to be able to bring a message god wants everyone to hear that generalizes the scripture to where you can give a message that makes sense for the general congregation now, if you read the scripture and you get something out of it because you have the Holy Spirit present and it's it's giving you articulation of what is going on, and then you give a scripture to somebody else, same thing, and they read it and they get the Holy Spirit in it and they tell you what's going on, chances are it's going to be two different interpretations of the same scripture or not exactly the same understanding of that scripture. People are like, okay, if it's done fallible word of God, why are we getting different different um, interpretations? Because it's customized to your life. God customizes scripture according to what you're going through so you can relate to it. Not to necessarily more than one person at the same time. Depends on what you're going through. See, people like to say all the time, you don't know what I've been through, so how can you understand me or how can you relate to me? Um, God can relate to any of us at any time during the day or at night or whatever the case may be through your life. Okay? This word is alive. Why? Because the Holy Spirit makes it alive. Okay? It's the power of God inside the book that makes it work. Alright? So when you read the word and you pray at the Holy Spirit, which is something that we all should be doing as, as believers, whether you're a Christian, a denomination of Christianity, or Pentecostal full gospel which I am the Holy Spirit should be relevant in everything you read in this book because it's going to give you the insight you need for your life okay so when people are framing a scripture to fit 
their emotional standpoint, they think this is right. And we're going to use this scripture to back it. Okay? There's two things at play. One, what was going on in that story for that scripture to pop up? Okay? Two, what are the details in what you're trying to frame that makes that scripture relevant to what you are trying to project out of it? Okay? So, we had a very complicated topic about Luke 15, 3 through 7. That was frameworked to relate to today's current racial injustices. And people were using it in the manner of Jesus turning his back on everyone else and going after that one lost because that one lost needed the help. All right. That is definitely not the case because God does not bring division, socialism, hatred, or abandonment in any part of the word. That's not what God wants you to know. Now, God will give you a story maybe within it so you can learn a lesson in it, but he'll never tell you to turn your back on anybody. So the, the mere fact of turning your back on the, the, the mass to go for the individual is the entire wrong interpretation of that scripture. What that scripture says, and it has said it in different interpretations, but never leaving. Jesus never turned his back and says, you guys don't matter. We're going to go after this. Well, I'm going to go after this one. What it's what people need to understand is Jesus would have died for you if you were the only one left. If you're the only one in the redemption, he, he would have died for you. Now, is praise and worship that when you, when God, Jesus goes after that, that one lost sheep, he brings them back because he's going to bring them back. Everyone rejoices because the, the one lost has come back to the herd. It's never about turning your back on anyone and saying, no, this, this group does not have a factor in any of this. It is the mere fact of one lost, no man left behind, let's find that one, bring them back and celebrate that we found them. Now that one is going to be very, very full of great uh, gratitude because Jesus took his time away from the mass to come and help that one. We are all here, all generations, all races, all ethnic backgrounds here to support the one that seems to be left out. That is true. But do not twist this to make it sound like Jesus is turning his back on the mass and you don't matter right now. That matters because that right there is a misinterpretation of God's word. That is grossly ungodly. God is simply saying, everyone, I need you all to come together to help this one because we need everyone on unity. That's what this is about. So you can see how this was completely framed for an unjust reason, a just cause, unjust reason. So this is why when you interpret the word, you have to interpret it, one, with the Holy Spirit, two, with consciousness, and three, to understand that not everyone is going to have the same interpretation. People say, oh, I'm going to throw a scripture at you. That's fine and dandy. What is your interpretation of that scripture? And nine times out of ten people cannot interpret a scripture because that's not where their brain is. Their brain is in black and white ink. They're not in interpretation. 
I can interpret every single scripture in this Bible to a, to a level of understanding. Because the Holy Spirit is present. I'm a Pentecostal. I believe in the Pentecostal movement. I believe in the works of the Holy Spirit. I pray to the Spirit all day. I can give you what I think that God is telling me to give you out of that. You read it, you get something different. Hallelujah. God is present and God is giving you something you need to hear. That is fantastic. If it's not what I have interpreted, that is fine. That's nothing wrong with that. God is speaking to you because you're reading it, you got the Spirit, and you're doing it. If you read black and white and you get something totally not godly, then you're not reading it properly. This Bible was not meant to be read black and white. It was meant to be read in the third person Holy Spirit. That's why it's alive. Be careful of how you interpret God's Word. Because you can lead a lot of people wrong by falsifying what God is really saying. And if you're not led by the Spirit, that could be a problem. Just be wise to that. And all of this other drama that's going on, the peaceful protesters are out there saying, we want justice for the lost one, the one who has gotten the, 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 the unfair shake of this time. All backgrounds are coming together to help. That's exactly what Luke 15, 3-7 is meaning. Not that nobody matters. That's a bunch of ungodly rhetoric. And that's what I have to say about that. That's done. I'm, I'm done with that one now. I have, I have said my piece on that. I hope you understand that. Okay? And if you have any problems or any questions regarding that, just email us. Go to bluebook.com, 8lu8ok.com. Go to any one of the archives. The email address is right in there. Click on the email address and email me. No questions asked as far as... No, I mean, no, 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 not no questions asked. No nothing un, no holes bar say what you need to say we'll get to it we'll figure it out okay before i get into this word or this message i want to pray jesus without your spirit this is meaningless without your presence without the ushering of the holy spirit into this all this matters nothing this is not me this is the holy spirit so god i ask you to bring your holy spirit into this message that whatever comes out of this is edifying for the spirit quenching to the soul and edifying for the brain lead us guide us and direct us in your way in your word father the word is your bond to us and interpreted through the holy spirit gives life and meaning to everything and bring in the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Today's message is very, very good. It is I know. I K N O W. I know. Before we get into all that, as we always do about this time, we are going to go right into our pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and for our Savior and for and for to the Savior for whom kingdom it stands stands one Savior crucified risen and coming again with life liberty to all those who believe.
But for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and he will stand upon the earth at last. I know my Redeemer lives. Okay, so if you got your Bible, whether it's on technology or in the book itself, however you get your message, please open it up. Go to the book of Job, J-O-B. I'm called Job. I call, we, the Bible calls it Job. And we're going to be in the 19th chapter. 1, 9. 1, 9. 19th chapter of Job and verse 25. Okay? Let me make another thing clear. It doesn't matter what translation you have of the Bible. The Bible is 66 books, kind of like a little money library. Okay? However God speaks to you, whatever translation works for you, hallelujah. Fantastic. No problem with that. I myself, I'm a Pentecostal, full gospel believer. I use the Amplified. My life is an Amplified life. I don't just believe in basic Christianity. I believe in the power of the Lord. So, that being said, I use an Amplified Bible. More wordy, more more in, in tune. That's how I feel. That's what feeds my spirit. However you read it, fantastic. I'm sure this is going to come, come pretty close to what you have. So, Job 19.25 For I know that my Redeemer and Vindicator lives. Vindicator, vindication, truth, real, verified. And at last, he, the last one, will stand upon the earth. That's in Isaiah 44, 6, 48, 12. Now, verse 26 says, And after my skin, even this body, has been destroyed, then from my flesh, or without it, I shall see God. Now, there are several of you out there I'm pretty sure of it, who have been through some pretty tough times, whether it's financial, economical, family, personal, business, or others who have been through a pretty hard time in life, dealt with some pretty tough challenges, okay? Some of which may have put you in either a depression mode, suicidal mode, anxiety mode, and the list goes on. Are there many things that could that life can put you in okay we need what they call a recharge because doing it alone without any supernatural spiritual or religious background or help makes life very difficult okay it leads to several conditions because you're trying to handle what God has told you he can handle you try to handle it by yourself some people take tons of medication for this. Um, they have bipolar syndromes. They have other things going on. Not saying that by yourself you're not, you don't deal with it. But what I'm saying is that handling issues without God leads to several unfortunate things. Usually someone who has been in very, very deep sin. When they get saved, it's a radical save because you're gonna you're trying to 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 erase all of that negative, all of that sin, and it leaves you with this big hole because now 
You don't have that no more. That catering, that catering sin is no longer there. So usually, when someone comes from that tough a background, they're that tough in the Lord. So they gotta find a way to recoup what they've lost, so to speak. Okay. This goes with the whole possessional thing. People have so many little things clinged on to them. Um, addiction. Sexual immorality. Affliction. Um, and the list goes on. I can, we can name a thousand of those things. Little demons. Little, little piranhas that are bitten to you. That hang on to your spirit. That you are trying to handle by yourself. Come on, Lord. You're trying to handle this stuff by yourself. And like I said in a previous message, your toughest time is but a moment, but a blink. And then the rewards from dealing with that are so much greater with the Lord because the Lord knows what you just did. You took a taste of what he got went through. You try to handle these issues by yourself. No person on earth can truly help you through these supernatural challenges. You can go to a counselor. They can sit there and kind of arrange your... A counselor is a, is a mental chiropractor. That's what a counselor is. It's a mental chiropractor. It just tries to put the pieces back into place so you understand where they go and you feel better when you're done because you feel like your mind has been rearranged to where it's supposed to be. A counselor doesn't work on the heart. It works on the mind. It's a battlefield of the mind. Or a counselor goes into, goes into puts, hip, 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 hypnotizes you, which is extremely horrible because it opens you up for several things. It brings back all kinds. Hypnotism is like opening the door and seeing inside someone's soul of all their demons and saying, oh, I remember that, I remember that, I remember that, I remember that. And it brings back all kinds of just nonsense. Okay? Point being is that you deal with so many things as a human being. Little, little piranhas just stuck to your spirit. It's kind of like when you walk in the house with shoes on. Everything you walked into is going to now be in your home because you didn't take your shoes off when you walked in the house. Yeah, I don't got time for all that. Yeah, well, you know, neither does your spirit. Now, right now, with, the, with this COVID, it's, it's extremely important to keep it as clean as possible. If you truly realized and took a count and looked in the mirror and see how many demons you're dealing with in your spirit, you would be absolutely paralyzed. Okay? Absolutely paralyzed. You have to know in your head that your spirit is going to help your head. Going to help you. Because when you get your spirit right with the Lord, it's a practice. Not a counselor, not a shrink, not a hypnosis, nothing on earth ever. 
can take those demons from you. One can. And he died fighting it. See, back in the day, in order to get God, you had to go to the you had to go to the holies, and the holies of holy went the holy went to the holy of holies, and the holies of holies got with the holy, and they all went holy, and they came down and said, "Okay, you're good." Seems like a whole lot of work for just one person. You get what I'm saying? For me, okay? You can't speak for everybody else. How do you speak for everybody else? Do you know what goes on in everybody's lives? Do you know what demons you're dealing with? You get your own demons to deal with. You have your own demons to deal with. So how are you going to know what your neighbor and your other neighbor and your other neighbor and your co-worker and even your church brothers and sisters how do you know what the what, how do you know you don't you have no idea at all as for me me I know my Redeemer lives. Why is it me? Why is it me? Because when God came into my life and redeemed me from what I was going through, salvation, deliverance, from what I was going through, I know He knew what was going on. Because it took Him to clean the slate and for me to feel like wow all that baggage is gone I feel free I feel uncaged I feel changed because as for you your redeemer lives See, every believer who has accepted Jesus Christ into their heart and the Holy Spirit into their ways of life, so you can use the power that the Lord has, has been redeemed of something. And it's our job to stand on that belief. Stand on your redemption. You were bad. You had your problems. God redeemed you when you got, when you asked for salvation. God redeemed you. He redeemed you. So you know what he wiped off your body, pulled off all those. Every time a, 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 a prayer warrior, a minister is just going, the reason why the escalation of prayer happens is because we're trying to pull those demons off of you. We're trying to get these piranhas out all over you, off you. Some are harder than others. Some have a good grip. Some you may not want to let go because it feels good to you. You like that bite in your herbs or bite in your chest or bite in your neck. You like that because it's something that you enjoy at the moment. 
your satisfaction of that particular demon is more gratifying than releasing it. So when you have it, you're like, oh, if I can lose it, I'm not going to have it anymore. Does everyone come completely clean? Yeah, they do. When you get when you get salvation, but they come back to you eventually. It's up to you to fight them off. Satan can put into your head something he cannot read your mind, and you stand on that principle of redemption because you know one day he will be back. See, the hardest thing to do is stand for the Lord. I got persecuted. I've been persecuted and I got persecuted recently because I would not compromise the truth for a framework of a scripture. One post that came in said that it sounded like I was being dis disingenuine about BLM. But the way it was said, it made sense to me. So, because it made sense to me and it looked like it was it felt like a godly response to my post I agree with them because it was a godly response in my view and I understood his point of view better than everyone else on there because everyone else out there were just throwing, throwing blows if you have to convict and be convicting how much of God is that? Con correction and conviction to different things. Correction is godly. Conviction comes without you even saying anything. Conviction is something that you know you're wrong. God brings conviction, not humans. We bring correction. We correct situations upon the situation need to be corrected. Human ain't, humans ain't supposed to convict anybody, because God isn't. God, because that's not how God does it. So the next time you answer somebody and you want to make a point, make a point with love, like God would. Because then you're going to be received, because people are going to listen to you and like, oh wow. And, and God realized that too when He was here. He's like, I just can't be that. I can't be that cutthroat. I got to be parables and comprehension. Would you do this? Would you do that? What happens if this? Would you not do that? It makes you think. Very, very simple. The NIV version says it like this way. I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end, He will stand on this earth. ESV version says, For I know that my Redeemer lives and at last will stand upon the earth. KJV says, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. NASB says, For as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last and at the last he will take his his stand on earth. NLT, but for as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and he will stand upon the earth at last. CSB but I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the end he will stand on the dust on the dust. Earth, same thing.
looking all through all these translations to see if anything is really different. I'm not seeing anything different really. Most of it says pretty much the same thing. It's really important to note that most of the time when you are having to defend the word of God it's not your rules this is not your rules this is not the way you plan it to be you're only a part of it some of them want to listen okay fine listen I have a hard time with someone taking scripture out of interpretation and making it a negative run out of a simplistic meaning that's what I have a problem with it ain't just this one chapter, one verse. It's plenty of verses out there people have used to justify a means to something. Not realizing that God wasn't even mean at the begin with. Remember, as for me, I know my Redeemer lives, and he will stand upon the earth at last. He's coming back. coming back now in my humble opinion when the mark is out there and we're told we have to there is going to be a rapture a rapture of believers and they're gonna call it an alien abduction they're gonna say the aliens finally came to earth and abducted everybody and you're gonna notice those who are still around Maybe after you see this video, you're gonna notice that everyone who's taken was a evangelical. Everyone who's taken was somebody who had who had a relationship with God, or who was really strong with their beliefs. It doesn't matter if it's Catholic, Christian, Jehovah Witness, whatever you are. If you love God and Christ is your center of your earth, you're gonna you, that 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 can be very well you. And they're gonna say, oh, the aliens and the and it's gonna be so crazy. Like really, seriously, no. And then you're going to have seven years of total tribulation. Seven years. Horrible seven years. The Holy Spirit won't be here. God will come down from God will come down from the sky and set this entire world on fire. And burn it. Simple. Sounds pretty brutal. It's the truth. That's how I look at it. The Spirit gives it to me. That's why it is important now to get God now. And that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do now. Listen to me, folks. Listen to me closely. The end is coming. The end is around the corner. More now than ever. And you have got to get right with God to make this thing right for yourself. I am going to recite a prayer that you have to mean in order for it to work. You can't just say it and say, okay, I said it, now it works. No, you have to mean this so it will work and then you have to pursue it so that you can get conditioned and grow up properly in it.
okay? But mean it, or 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 it's not worth you even repeating, okay? Here it goes. Father, I thank you for my time with you. And I say that I'm sorry for my sins that I've committed. I ask forgiveness for my sins that, I've, that I have committed. I believe that Jesus was sent from heaven to earth to die for my sins so I would have a chance of redemption and salvation. So I ask the Lord Jesus into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. Take my heart and make it pure, Lord. I ask forgiveness for all my sins, transgressions, and unjustifications, and forgiveness for those who have trespassed against me. I ask you to lead me, guide me, and direct me in your ways and your work. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, go to bluebook.com. A-L-U-8-O-K.com. Email us. Let us know. Let us know what's going on. Let us know your story. A little bit of it. We'll send you out some uh, spiritual vitamins. Immune system. Which we need. We need immune systems. We love it. It's great. It's going to be good stuff. Okay? Congratulations if we did. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Now let's get you trained properly. Check out our radio station. Fantastic. All inspiring. All urban music all day. UMOLV.com. Unity Radio. UMOLV.com. UMOLV.com. As for me, I know my Redeemer lives and will stand. Stand, stand upon this earth at last. Don't ever forget that. Let Jesus do his thing. Fear, respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a rushing river. Until next time. And until next time. And until next time. Jesus. Strong.